You could spend your entire life creating content for Instagram, hoping that it's going to go viral, but it's probably not. And that means that we now need to be proactive about how we're going to reach those people organically. And that means proactively reaching out to people who have access to the audience you want to reach. Welcome to Socialette. I'm your host, Steph Taylor. As a launch strategist and digital marketer, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way while building a seven-figure online business. If you're an overwhelmed business owner struggling to scale while also keeping your clients happy, this podcast is for you. Join me as I share actionable advice for creating an online business that feels good and brings you so much joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt that is designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Social Left. This is episode 522. Recently, I surveyed all of my email list and more than 100 of you replied to my survey. And a lot of you were asking some awesome questions about growing your audience. A lot of it was about social media. A lot of it was about content creation. So I've kind of rounded up all of the audience growth questions into today's episode and the next episode. We've also got a Q&A coming up on launching a podcast and also one on launching digital products. I'm super excited to do those. But for today's episode and the next episode, I have a ton of awesome questions about growing your audience that I'm going to run through and answer for you now. So let's get started because there are a lot of questions. Question one, what is the best platform to grow my audience on? I love this question because there is no one best platform. The best platform to grow your audience is one that you can stay consistent with, that you enjoy, and that suits your strengths, and that your audience is going to be present on. So, for example, there's no point uh, being on, I don't know, Facebook if you're trying to reach 15-year-old kids because they just don't go on Facebook anymore. So we would we want to make sure that we are aligned with where our audience is hanging out But we also want to make sure that we are playing to our strengths. So if you are really good at speaking, maybe podcasting is for you. If you're really good at writing, maybe blogging is for you. If you enjoy dancing and (laughs) dancing and pointing at screens, maybe TikTok or Instagram Reels. So wherever you enjoy showing up, there is no one best thing. I could sit here and say, yeah, you have to be on TikTok. You have to be on Reels. But no, you don't have to be anywhere. I wouldn't want you to build a business where you feel like you have to do something. And I was talking about this in a previous episode where ever since I took the pressure off myself, where I stopped feeling like I have to show up on Instagram, I have now felt more inspired to show up on Instagram again. I had lost all that inspiration because it became something I had to do. And now that it's no longer something I have to do, I love doing it. The content I create on there when I do show up is so much better and I get better results. So by picking something that plays to your strengths, you're going to be able to show up naturally a lot better and you're going to get those better results. Second question, what is a realistic routine and strategy I can stick to consistently? So we want to look at, okay, how can you do fewer things and consistently rather than trying to do everything for a week and then giving up or getting sick of it and burning out? It's 
really easy to do something for a week. It's really hard to keep doing something for four weeks, eight weeks when you're not seeing the results that you want to see yet. But it's only after you've been doing things for a long time that you start to get that momentum and you hit that sort of tipping point where you get those results. So it's really hard for me to say without knowing what your schedule is, without your business, any of those things, really hard to say what is a realistic routine and strategy you can stick to consistently. But I will talk you through mine a little bit. I do three podcast episodes a week. It's quite a lot, I know, but that is my main role in my business is content. My main role is creating content, creating courses and teaching those courses. And for me to create three podcast episodes a week, that is like all of the content creation that I really need to do done because those podcast episodes then become emails to my email list. Those emails to my email list sometimes become Instagram captions. And I make sure that I'm repurposing everything. I make sure that I'm promoting every podcast episode so I can send more people back to this show because I know if they listen to this podcast, then A, I get to help them and B, it moves them closer to buying from me. So I'm not trying to do all of the different things. I'm not trying to make sure that I'm posting to LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all of the different things. I was for a while also recording video versions of this podcast. But I found that it was, it was that extra barrier between me just hitting record and talking versus I had to suddenly make sure my hair looked nice. I had to put some makeup on. I had to make sure I was wearing a nice top. Uh, I was often wearing pajama bottoms, but I had to make sure I was wearing a nice top for the video. And it became this thing where suddenly there was a huge barrier between me just recording a podcast. And that's why I'm back to just doing audio only because I want it to be as simple as possible. But yeah, so we repurpose everything. So find that one core type of content that you can create, that you enjoy creating. And that's going to probably be longer form. It's probably going to be a podcast or a blog or video. And then think about how you can cascade that into other types of content. How can you turn that into emails to your list? Or how can you turn that into social media posts? But don't try and do everything. Start with that core content. Keep coming back to that core content. Commit to one blog post a week or two podcast episodes or whatever it is that you can commit to. And then everything else on top of that is added bonus. Okay, question number three. Is there a way to get people to subscribe to my email list without using lead magnets? Oh, this is a great question because yes, people will subscribe to your email list if you have, if they like what you're talking about, if you have some kind of almost a selling point, I suppose, for them to be getting your emails, like why, why do they want to get your emails? I grow my email list with my daily biz boosters. That's not a lead magnet. I'm literally selling the emails, right? I'm saying like, Hey, like if you sign up for my email list, you get a daily business tip into your inbox. And for a lot of people, that resonates. Most of the time, they don't want that until they have been following me for a while or they've listened to my podcast and they're like, okay, Steph's not going to give dull business tips that we've heard a million times before. So that's when people sign up. So if you can create some kind of email experience that makes people want to sign up for the experience of receiving those emails and not just because they've opted in for your ebook or your mini course, then yes, you can do that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you're going to need to have some kind of incentive to get people to grow. On. And and honestly, like I've still found that having a lead magnet has been the most effective way to grow my email list. Uh, I can understand that maybe you don't want to because 
it's quite a lot of work creating one, or maybe you want people to want to be there rather than having to hand over their email address um, to, just to get a free piece of content. But yeah, I've found that lead magnets have been super, super, super effective and you can create them pretty easily now in Canva. Question four, also about lead magnets. Do lead magnets still work? Yes. Yes, but they need to be, there needs to be a really good strategy behind them. And this is something I've spent quite a lot of time teaching in Launch Magic. And it's been really fun because at the time of recording this, we've just finished module four and five, which module four is where my students have been creating their lead magnets. And it's been really fun watching them go through the lessons in module four and realizing that everything that they'd learned about lead magnets so far is, I'm not going to say wrong, but they haven't really learned about the strategy behind it. Everyone always says, oh, make sure your lead magnet's a super valuable piece of content that people want to hand over their email address for. But nobody really talks about what to actually put in that lead magnet to move people closer to buying from you. Because yeah, it's great having people on our email list, but how can we also nurture them closer to buying from you? Because without paying customers, you don't have a business. So yes, your lead magnet's not just about giving away all of this free value. We want to give away free value, great, but we also want to move people closer to being paying customers and clients. Question five, should I just go back to old school marketing, letterbox drop pamphlets, etc.? Uh, there are times when I question this as well because I'm like, I'm so sick of the internet. But the fact is that we are in a time when we can reach people on the other side of the world. I mean, chances are like most of you listening to this podcast aren't in Australia. So chances are that you found me online. And we can be very, very targeted in who we are reaching. And that's the power of the internet. Now, it might feel like online marketing doesn't work anymore. And in some ways, the old model of just post to social media and people will find you and follow you and use the right hashtags and you'll get more followers and that's how you will build your business. That is a broken strategy. It doesn't work anymore. It worked five years ago, five plus years ago, it worked. But now it doesn't. And unfortunately, people are still hearing these stories and taking advice from people who are like, yeah, just post the right stuff and get the right hashtags rather than proactively get in front of the right people online. So you would find a much better return on your time invested if you were using that time to pitch podcasts, pitch collaborations, partner with brands who have the same audience you are trying to reach, rather than blindly going and putting pamphlets in people's letterboxes, hoping that maybe they are your target audience. Now, the caveat here is if you offer some kind of service that is very much applicable to the general public. Let's say you are a gardener or you are a hairdresser or something where most people would need your services. It's not for a targeted kind of audience, a very niche audience. Then yeah, Letterbox might work. Um, and if you're, if you're a local business, yeah, Letterbox is a great option if you're a local business. But if you are somebody like me, if I were to go and do a Letterbox drop, even just for this podcast, I would probably spend more money on the actual pamphlets than I would get in a return on my investment. Okay, question number six, what is the best platform to use to gain great leads? This is very similar to the very first question, which was, which is the best platform to grow my audience on? Now, this is like, how long is a piece of string, right? There are so many different platforms out there, but the problem is that a lot of them don't put you in front of new audiences anymore. Instagram and Facebook, I am looking at you. 
Instagram and Facebook, the algorithm is not designed to help you build your email list as a business. Their algorithms or all of the social media algorithms are designed to keep the users of the app on that app as long as possible. Think about the format. Think about how TikTok is structured, right? It auto scrolls for you after each video because they just want to keep you hooked in. Instagram Reels is the same. They're working on those quick little dopamine hits each time you see a video and it's really addictive. For them, they know that people don't really want to see a lot of promotions, right? So they are not really working for your business. They are working for their users. So having said that, the best platform to gain great leads is going to be one where you can get in front of new people. And it might seem like you are reaching a smaller group of people. Like let's say you teach to somebody's online course and they have 20 students. Yeah, wow. You're like, oh, is this worth it for reaching 20 people? But 20 people in a super engaged environment where they are sitting with you on a call, that's going to give you a better return on your investment. They're going to be a better lead than somebody who came across you off maybe through somebody else's Instagram post, let's say, for example. Okay, so we want to, the best platform to gain great leads is where you are getting in front of other people's audiences. Uh, that's going to be your best sort of method for gaining those great leads. And then in terms of the actual platform, it really depends for you. I mean, for me, I get my best leads on my website through downloading my free lead magnet. I use Facebook ads to drive traffic to that. I use this podcast to drive traffic to that. I occasionally use Instagram to drive traffic to that. And that page is where people opt in. They become a lead. They join my email list. Okay, question seven. Do I have to boost posts? No. And okay, first thing I'm going to say is do not boost your posts. If you are going to boost your posts, your money is better spent on actual Facebook ads. And there is a big difference. I'm not going to sit here and explain the difference. Basically, boosted posts is Facebook trying to make ads really simple for people who don't know how to run ads. But in doing so, they take away a lot of the features, the options, the settings that make Facebook ads so effective. So paid ads definitely speed up the entire process. You don't have to run paid ads, but they will speed up the process. And this is one of the reasons why I say if you're thinking of launching a digital product, don't be afraid of launching to a small audience because even if it brings in like $1,000, that's now $1,000 you can go and reinvest into Facebook ads to grow your audience and have a bigger launch the next time. Okay. So paid ads will speed it up and no, you do not have to boost posts. Okay. Question eight, can I reuse content on different channels? Yes, please, please, please reuse your content on different channels. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, each podcast becomes an email to my email list. It might not be word for word, but generally I'll wrap a story around it and send people to listen to this podcast. The email that I send to my list, I'll copy and paste it, shorten it, post it on Instagram. I used to record YouTube video versions of each podcast. I will probably take uh, these questions that I've answered here and maybe record a short reel or a video clip of some kind answering these questions for social media. So absolutely, please reuse your content on different channels. There's only, I mean, there's only so many ways you can say the same thing over and over again. So you might as well reuse that that content. And nobody is seeing it across every single channel that you are on. And if they are seeing it across every channel you're on, well, that's probably a sign that they are a big fan. And if they're a big fan, then they probably want to see all of your content. 
Um, that's the first thing. The other thing that I want to say is we get really afraid of repeating ourselves. We think that if we repeat ourselves too much, our audience will get sick of hearing it and they will unfollow us or they will unsubscribe from us. But in reality, people need to hear the same thing multiple times before it sinks in. They need to hear it explained different ways before finally they're like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I get this a lot, like with my Launch Magic students. Uh, sometimes I get similar questions that pop up in the Q&A session. And I'll say like, guys, I've talked about this a million times in my podcast. You've been listening to my podcast. But it's the way that I explain something that one time in the Q&A session that makes the light bulb go off in their minds. And they're like, oh, I get it now. Okay. Question number nine, how do I use my social audience to sell? This one's interesting because I personally do not find that I make many sales from social media. Um, the one exception was when I launched my small group intensive back in April and I wasn't sending people to a sales page. It was, you know, DM me for more information. And then we had a chat in the DMs and then I sent them to a checkout page. But I don't make many sales. It's not like I put a post up on Instagram and people go and buy from me. That like one post, I, I can see how many people click on my links. You know, I, sometimes I get like five clicks on a link and it's a bit disheartening. But I don't look at Instagram as a platform to sell anymore. I don't look at any of my social media platforms as a platform to sell anymore. I look at them more as a community, as a place to nurture my audience. And that has taken a lot of pressure off because it's not like, oh, I need to be selling on here. It's like, cool, this is my little community place, my place where I get to hang out on the internet and share stuff when I feel like it. But I sell from email. If I were you, I would use your social media audience to grow your email list. Uh, send them onto your email list so that you've got them in another space as well because you don't know, Instagram might shut down tomorrow night. Uh, we Who knows? We've had, we've had little um, scares with Facebook and Instagram. They might shut down. And then where are you going to reach your audience? If you don't have that email list, where are you going to reach them? If you have that email list, great. Now you have them in another platform. You can communicate with them in another way. And I find that I, if I were to hazard a guess, I would say like 90% of our sales come from email list. Okay, last question. How do I reach more people organically? And isn't this, I think I've saved the best question for last here because oh, we think, Again, we think that growing our business is a matter of posting the right content to Instagram. And if we post that right content, Instagram will make us go viral and we'll get hundreds or thousands of followers. And we've suddenly magically reached more people. I've been posting on this Instagram account for like four or five years. And I've never posted something that has got hundreds of followers. I have nothing I've ever posted has gone viral. And I create some pretty epic content, right? Uh, so you can, you can try and do that. I mean, you could spend your entire life creating content for Instagram, hoping that it's going to go viral, but it's probably not. And that means that we now need to be proactive about how we're going to reach those people organically. And that means proactively reaching out to people who have access to the audience you want to reach. That is other brands that have that audience. Maybe, maybe they are, they're not competitors, but they are like a complementary product or complementary service that, you know, a service that complements what you do. Maybe they are another small business owner who has a similar skill set to you, but you don't have an overlap and you guys can help each other out. Maybe there is somebody in your industry who has an awesome podcast and you have something you could share with their listeners. Pitch them. 
Maybe somebody you know has a membership or a course that you can teach a masterclass to. Pitch them. This is what I mean by proactively reaching more people rather than doing the easy thing, which is trying to be on social media, trying to constantly come up with content ideas and post them on there, and then sitting back and being like, well, Instagram decided that they don't like this post, so okay, I guess I'll just try again tomorrow. Like that's just a really, it's not a proactive way. It's kind of reactive, right? We're reacting to the algorithms rather than taking charge and being like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan for getting in front of these people. And I am going to reach out to them. I'm going to pitch them. I'm going to follow up their pitches because pretty much nobody replies to a pitch on the first go. And I'm going to keep following them up until I get a no. Okay. That's what I would be doing if I was starting from scratch. All right. That is the first 10 questions, part one of your questions about growing your audience. Join me back here later this week for part two. Hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify to get that episode delivered straight to your podcast app. And if you have any friends who you think would learn a thing or two about growing their audience from today's episode, please do tell them about Social Ed Podcast. Hit the share button, copy the link for this episode and give it to them. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.